What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, this is a first for me. This is the first time I am doing a Rock Strikes 10 episode, not in the comfort of the cnjradio.com studios whatever it's called. I'll come up with a cooler name later. I am actually sitting in someone else's house in someone else's podcast recording station. Mm. I am in the belly of the beast of the Cobras and half of the Cobras and Fire podcast. I'm sitting here with the great Elsie Fox, Loose Cannon, also known as a bunch of other things, but we're going to stick with those two for today. Yeah. I have one of my favorite, favorite, favorite podcasters, I say this when I guest on shows. I only go on shows I like. If I have a podcaster on my show, it's only from a show that I like. No favors here. Bring the quality. Loose Cannon always brings the quality. Of course, Baco always delivers the quality. It's a great show. If you're listening to this show and you don't listen to Cobras and Fire, I don't know what to tell you. I go on about them a lot. Good Lord. So what an intro. Yeah, that's the intro. Welcome, formerly Loose Cannon, Elsie Fox, yes. to Rock Strikes 10. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, at I mean, the, you've been on before. You're a returning guest. Oh, yeah, but we did um, a phoner. Yeah. We've done, we've done the story a songs. couple times. We did story songs. Yeah. I think we did. Then we did uh, the spaghetti incident, uh, uncovered. Yeah. That, that's an obscure one. A lot of people don't remember that one, but we did that one together. So, uh, yeah. And then, then we did the, instead of Desert Island, we did Turkish prison Turkish albums. Prison. Wow. So this is your fourth appearance on the show. I think so. But that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Baco's got to catch up, man. <laughs> that's right. And he needs to be. I love him. Yeah. He, he so. hangs out with, uh, he, he definitely uh, gets around with a lot of different men. <laughs> we have an open relationship. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I, I only I, have a few men. I only go to certain men's basements. Yeah, but exactly. For the purpose of this show, I definitely wanted to make a point. Full disclosure, me and my better half, Nola, who you'll hear at the end of the show, of course, doing the plugs, we're in town for a show. We decided, hey, let's go to Denver for a show that's not coming to Dallas. Plus, I'm here. Plus, you know, our friend's down here in Denver, and, you know, I actually got got him good for one night's stay, one night's free stay. At the LCBNB? Yes, which was an honor, and we're on mm-hmm. our way to our actual in-town B&B later on here. So it's like, you know, two birds kind of thing, and not for nothing. You probably can tell by how excited I am to be here. This was a big part of going. So, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I I, uh, 
I hope you, you maximize your time in Denver, man. I hope that you, you definitely, uh, I've required him, listeners, to check out Red Rocks, not even for show, just at least check it out, check out the museum, everything like that since he's in town. How, how can you not check that place out as a music fan? Hey, there you go. That's a brilliant segue. Red Rocks is one of the most famous venues in North America as far as concerts go. It's a destination place. People talk about, when you talk about America, destination places, like you can really only think of like the garden. Maybe the as, forum if we're as still far in the, as a place to see a concert. Yeah. yeah, you have to. It's like I say the forum, but that's if we're in the '80s. Like the forum was riding high with the Lakers winning titles. Sure. Like it, yeah. it's not the same thing anymore. Plus, yeah. I think it even changed its name or something. Even though it's kind of the I'm forum, sure it's so. named after a tire company now. But yeah, what what do we have in America? We have the Garden, but mm-hmm. we also have Red Rocks. Like if you've been asleep for forty years and you maybe don't know about Red Rocks, but it's a big deal. And I'm looking forward to seeing it for the first time. No shows. But he hit me to the fact that you can go there at any time and take plaques, a look. plaques to showing everybody that's, that's that's played there ever. And you'll also be amused with a, uh, an, another reason that Dave Mustaine should be mad is the fact that they misspell Megadeth on a gold plaque oh, every D-A. year he's been there. D E A T H. And like, he's like, again, the lack of respect. They play <laughs> Master of Puppets when I get my Grammy or whatever it is. And sure. Oh, yeah. Same right. shit. So he's immortalized still incorrectly. Well, well all you got to do. Just take your can. I'll tell you what, on, on the way there, I'm going to yeah, get yeah. a can of spray paint. Oh, just... No, no, no. Oh. It, you got you to gotta think transitionally. Mm. Get the spray paint, put a D above that A on the top of it, and then go V-E below it. Oh, okay. So we can have our Mega Dave Ex- moment. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like so it. That, okay. that calls back to a Cobras and Fire episode. I was That's right. So. Mega Dave, yeah. Again, uh, more plugs. If you want to hear, watch, go a deep dive on Alice Cooper. Joey has been on our show doing a complete discography of Alice Cooper throughout every single uh, era no, was, of his career. That was a tight little nine hours we did on that. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think it was multiple nights. Did we actually we, do it on one night? We had to do mul- two nights. That was two, a two nights. Nighter. Okay, two nighter. We did Megadeth. I that think took one night. that was no, it was two nights because we, we had we had to do we had to split. And it, the the oh, second part was until way later. That's too. always me. I'm such yeah. a diva. Yeah. 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 Yeah, every time. So, is there anybody else? Anything else besides that? Ice T, check out Ice T episode. That, that is one of my favorite podcast episodes of any show ever, whether I've been on it or not. That Ice T episode, Ice T and National Treasure. Yep. Go listen to that on our Covers and Fire page. Yeah, everything. Do I have, do rap, I have my own rap career, film career, body count. I think we cover it all. Yeah, in we, ninety minutes. We need to do an update so we can talk about Cheerios and Kane's chicken. Oh, Kane's chicken. That's right. Ooh, Ice T knows Ice T. Did you see him working the drive-through? I, I just oh. saw the I just saw the actual. I just, the funny thing is, is that as soon as you send a picture of him, like the little uh, whatever it is, it's the, a standboard. The, it's like a stand, cardboard, yeah, okay, standboard of iced tea drinking an iced tea or whatever like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, that's going to be in somebody's yard. Next thing I know, I look on Twitter, it's in somebody's like backyard Dude, by their hoop. I, somebody absolutely stole it. I need somebody to do that. For yeah, me. exactly. Ours are way too exposed out where I am. Like right. I, I get caught. So yeah. I need somebody to do that for me. It's like. That, that's a yeah. history of music like the automatic for the people sign got stolen. Mm-hmm. Yield signs got stolen when Yield by Pearl Jam dropped. That became oh, a thing. That's a little lame. It, that is kind of lame, actually. Yeah. That, that actually could cause an accident. Yeah, but come on. no harm in, hey, they got to print up a couple more iced tea exactly. foam cores. Like, yeah. I, I need one in my life. It's, sure. like, it's like the self-checkout line. You, you, just, you get a free <laughs> gift with purchase. Yeah. I think oh. it's... Oh, I might have done that. I might have gotten a free disc the other day. Anyway, but uh, unbeknownst to me, 
But let's okay. move on. Yeah. I'll wait till the statue's up on that one. Yeah, it was beyond petty theft. Go ahead. <laughs> what are we here to do, man? I'm, I'm happy to be a guest in my own house. Yeah. Let's go. What about what about the favor here? I'm not Ooh. making you come on my show. Look at the look at the look at the hospitality. Yeah. You get to have your own episode here. Like I didn't politic to go on the show again. Okay. All right. No, no. Go. Okay. So the theme today we are doing a classic Rock Strikes Ten theme, which I like. This we're going to do a five and five, yep. which we've done a handful of times already. So. We started talking about concerts last night, and guys like us can talk about concerts all night, and we kind of literally... Guys, do. especially like you. Yeah, guys, especially well, like Well, we can talk about concerts, but there has to be an end to the conversation at some point. Is there? And that's when I say, that's where I go, you know what, it's time to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wore him out. He tapped out on me like after midnight. I'm Mr. I'm Mr. Closing Time. Yeah. yeah, thank you for not playing the song at least. Yes. Uh, it's hack shit. Uh, so the idea was talk about all these shows, and then inevitably it'll get into, man, I didn't get to see them. And everybody's got one. And that's why we tell these stories because it's it's a humble brag. You know, mm-hmm. like, hey, I saw them. Did you see them? Sure. Or did you see them with that guy? Mm-hmm. Or did you see them with that guy? In our world, in the hard rock, heavy metal field especially, that turns into, well, which guy did you see them with? What singer did you see them with? It's, it's become that now. So with all those different kind of layers or just on the surface of I just didn't see them. Right. We're going to do show regrets. This is going to be a very sad and tragic show. <laughs> Despite all the fun comedy gold you might be experiencing. Yeah, yeah. But, but like, do the, do the rules, too. Yeah, and this, uh, and I like the rule that you put out in front before we started recording. This is not a fantasy booker. This is not us traveling back in time for me to see Randy Rhodes or Bon Scott. This is a, right. it. not only did it have to happen in your lifetime, it had to happen to where you could have gotten to it. Can I give an example of one sure. that's invalid? I would have always liked to see, of course you could see Van Halen with David LaRoth in the last uh, decade or so. But I'm talking about, I want to see the original lineup yeah. with, with Dave. Yeah. But not I was eight. Not hate on Wolf, right. but. But I would have been 10 years old. So is that realistic for me? I've gone to a show. Maybe, but no. So that one would be not be in the mix. Yeah. And also an makes example. you feel better that you... Not that she didn't make the effort, right? But hey, I was ten. What do you yeah. want from me? What do you want from like, me? Yeah. Want me? And that—that's where that's why, like, not seeing. I didn't get to see the eat him and smile lineup for that reason, right? Uh, like, that's a three-hour drive from where I was living at the time. Maybe I could have made it happen if that was the one thing I did all year, and I made mm-hmm. one of my parents do that for me, right? But I don't consider that super realistic, especially the way I grew up. So rules, people. <laughs> rules. That's, that's what it is. It is yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'll just right on front, like, I, I talked about no time machine, so no Queen. Queen didn't really come to America, even in my lifetime, when Freddie was still alive. Huh, okay. And they might have played Dallas, but when he was alive, Who, I was... Can living, you name all four members of Queen? Freddie Mercury, Brian May, John Deacon, Roger Taylor. <laughs> I've heard that it gives you street cred out there in the podcaster world. If you can just whip them off. Dude, if you can name song three on News of the World, I give you street cred, because... Most people didn't haven't gotten past that yet. <laughs> okay. After we will rock you and we are the champions, what's the next song? Okay, thank you. I don't know. Uh, uh, Cyborg Battle? Yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> I like it. Isn't that a track name? Uh, oh, that, that's like from Flash Gordon or something, like Robot I, I Attack. I think it's on Queen 2. Oh, Dragon Attack. Dragon Attack, whatever. Anyway, okay, moving on. But yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I didn't realistically get to see Queen, uh, not the OG Van Halen, like he said. Okay. Uh, stuff like that. But, you know, I, I'm of a certain age. I'm in my early 40s. And so is my distinguished guest here. But, you know, I can brag. I saw the Ramones. I saw a Twisted Sister. I saw the original lineup of Black Sabbath. I saw the Beastie Boys. 
So, like, yep. I'm not just saying my concert experience has been garbage. This is just one of those. These are the shows. No, actually, going through these, I was, like, surprised how many I've seen. But also, it goes through just, like, the Van Halen thing. Yeah, I've seen Van Halen sure. with Sammy. So, it could be uh, bands that you've seen you. later, but didn't have the original lineups, too. The whole give and take. So sad. Do you see Mikey? But you haven't seen him with Dave. There you go. And I'm the same way. And yeah. I, I yeah. hate that. Yeah, right, I do right. hate that. Yeah. So... Without being a hater, right? Yes. We're going we're gonna to be that guy. I'm not a hater. That's right. But here's a hateful comment. Okay, so you're my guest here today, despite me being in your house. This is weird. It's like a, it's like a away game. <laughs> That's right. So, But I'm going to give you honors. I give it to the guests every time. Okay. Since you know we've been talking a lot, let's get to a song. What's the one thing on your list that you don't have a ton of context to talk about? Because I know I'm going to talk a lot. So how can we just get into a song pretty quickly and then tell your story before that as well? Or we can do it afterwards. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's introduce something and then you can tell the story after. Yeah, let's just kick this off with uh, Kiss with I Stole Your Love. All right. Oh, that's a killer track one. Let's do it.
right, that was I Stole Your Love from Kiss. Uh, it could be from anything. But sure. if you heard a killer studio version, that's, of course, from Love Gun. If you heard a live version, hit me up. I'll let you know where it's from. So let's just go with that. So why is why is Kiss on your show regrets, Luce? Because I know you've seen Kiss. I know you've seen Kiss probably a, <laughs> a handful few times. of times. In fact, they, that's they all this, a few. Right. So last night, the discussion, I think, pretty much kind of morphed from, from that of looking at uh, you have your little set list FM you know, well, I have an account. I have yes. an account that, that, that pulls up how many times you've seen them. And I, we even found one you'd forgotten, so I think you've seen them 15 times. I, to be fair, I, did, I, I couldn't get to sleep last night until I fixed that. Yeah. But it turns out that for some reason the KISS convention in 95 just doesn't have any kind of presence on setlist.fm. Okay. I think just because it's so jumbled. Right, listen. So anyway, but yes. Anyway, this is my story, right? Yes. Okay, yes. good. So, so back, back to me. Yes, back um, to Basically, the first show you, you saw... Uh, and this, there's be some back and forth on this. Yeah. Was the Hot in the Shade tour? Yeah, second concert ever, first Kiss show. Okay, so I would have been 16 there. Totally could have gone. In fact, I was going to, but Ooh. I had a conflict with a, a fine work that day at oh. the fine uh, restaurant of Ponderosa. Anybody remember Ponderosa? Are they still around? Wow, it was like the I, uh, I, Golden Corral of yeah. the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Wow, and uh, I'm sure I was working the smorgasbord that day. Um, couldn't get out of work. Damn, and man. yeah, uh, man. How, how early or late? Blocked, was it? blocked by uh, which, by which, mashed potatoes. Blocked. Wow. Blocked. Yeah, and no sneeze guard probably. Yeah. Which openers did you miss out on? I would have missed out on Faster Pussycat and I think Winger. That would have been maybe Does Slaughter. That sound like right? Or maybe Slaughter. Pussycat was on Slaughter. Okay. Was Pussy, on Slaughter. Pussycat and Slaughter. That was early on in the tour. That yep. was like first. And, and at that time too, I was already hooked on uh, Wake Me When It's Over too. Ooh, yeah. Because I was already out, and so that would have been full full bone show. And of course, they kicked off. They they that is when you didn't know anything about what kind of set list it was. To no clue. I had just uh, um, um, I didn't actually own Hot in the Shade. I was like not that thrilled with that album at the time. I do like it a lot now, but at the time, like it was like it was kind of like a in between. But I, I definitely wanted to see him, and I don't even think I knew about the Sphinx or whatever. So that was a, oh, a big yeah. big loss for like, me. Just period. I read inklings like in a circus magazine or a metal edge about like mm-hmm. what this tour was going to look like, but they were still keeping it very hush hush. Yeah, I mean they did, you couldn't even got it spoiled if you saw them on Headbangers Ball because right. that was after the fact. But let me tell you why this qualifies for this is yes, of course I've seen Kiss many many times, but I never saw them with Eric Carr. Oh, that's an See? extra. Yeah, because Hot in the Shade is great. Hot in the Shade own. set list, all this stuff. You can say that's that's my qualifiers is yeah. I have bands here that I've seen. But we're not in a certain lineup formation. So I never saw him with Eric Carr. Yeah. Never saw that tour. You know, and to me, you know, Hot in the Shade was the whole resurgence where that whole for me, my, my zone from ninety to ninety five, I thought those were magical years for KISS in general. Just yeah. like they, the, the ultimate, rebuilding, ultimate the fan, fan service. Fan service, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So Yeah, it's you know, good for them. And I'm glad the reunion happened because I got to see it too. But where they were going in ninety four, ninety five when they like, okay, we've kind of tried everything. Mm-hmm. Let's just try to get every possible fan that we have left and include everybody. Yeah. And yeah. man, what a role they were on with that. But honestly, yes, Hot in the Shade. And I know Larry Mazur should get a lot of praise for that. The set list got a little more vintage. And it's just a great stage show. I, I love people. People will complain. And I don't want to get too much on this. They'll complain about anything. I like that as magical as the Hot in the Shade tour is. Like, do we really have to die on the hill of the logo? Like, first of all, it was only out for two songs. Second of all, really? you Did you not go to the show? Like, that's the last thing I would have thought about. I no, was I was right, so right. high on the show. Oh, sure. There was no way to even get even remotely like, oh, the logo's wrong. 
it is funny those little mistakes they make. But on yeah. that end too, like it's it, it's it's interesting that even then I didn't think it was bizarre um, for their subsequent tour to not even have the logo except like on it's just like a tapestry at the end. But yeah. I was okay with that. Like it sure. was just different. And they had different yeah. things going on and. Yeah. Uh, if only Definitely. they could have done that apocalypse stage like they planned. Like oh, you've sure. seen those drawings, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Amazing looking. But yeah, on the shade, I I bragged. I've gone to that. I feel so bad that you didn't. And you being sixteen, you might have even gotten a little more out of it, you know, like because, you know, maybe maybe the female ratio would have been pretty good at that sure. at that point. Yeah, yeah, like especially with Pussycat and Slaughter being on the bill, that might have been a camp miss. Absolutely, that for a been... teenage LC. Yeah, I mean, my my first real concert was. Motley, Dr. Feelgood, and that was when I was 15, and I was like, damn, girls are out tonight. I bet that was I mean? a 60-40. If I, like, uh, oh, it, uh, uh, it was a solid 60-40 on girls-to-guy ratio. Easily. In my mind, in my 15-year-old mind, it definitely was. Oh, so. yeah, for sure. So. A, big breastuses and tight vestuses. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a Motley show. Okay. Oh, yeah. Especially in 90. Mm-hmm. What about you? <sighs> Man, yeah, so... You know, and I'll piggyback. I'm not going to make this my entry, but I'll piggyback. You got to see the Revenge Tour, and I did. Right. So that was my first Kiss show. Didn't have and, a chance. Uh, yeah. They did, They were supposed to come to Dallas. First show, second leg, Revenge. It was supposed to be a two-year tour. It was like a four-month tour. Yeah. So that, that happened. Yeah. The only regret I'd have on that is that I saw it in Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, versus going to Indy, which would have been one of the tapings. That was like the day after. But Okay. Anyway. Yeah. And I hate that most of mine are probably bathed in death a little bit here. Mm. So before we get too heavy into that, I'll just go with a a layup here. And I I did that thing. I said out loud to you last night, oh, I've never seen Metallica in the round. Correct. And as we're sitting down here, I literally just started to riff on this. And my brain went, oh, my God, am I getting that old and senile? I saw a cunning stunts. I I saw the cunning stunts taping. I've seen them in the round. You were at the taping? Yeah. Is wrong with for you. the DVD, yeah, yeah, Fort Worth. That is ridiculous. Tarrant County Coliseum. It was second island tour. I've talked about this. I talked about this on freaking BJ show like two months ago. So the fact that I said that meant, meant I was delirious last night when we said goodnight because yeah, I was like, I, I guess I've so. clearly seen Metallica in the round. This is very stupid of me. So I'm going to pivot over to this one right here. I mentioned that there was a guy that was still decently touring as I was a teenager into an adult. Yeah, but. Never came to Dallas. He had actually had a vendetta with Dallas. So, at, and it was David Bowie, I'll just say it. Oh. He apparently had some sort of lawsuit, which I, I've never read up too much about it because all I need to know is I didn't get a chance to see him. Whatever he was in town for, I kind of just, that's his business. I'll read about it in a book at some point because there's only about 35 books prior to his death out about him. Sure. Now there's 3,500. Mm-hmm. So, but... Later on as an adult, once you get past that 21 plateau slash or living on your own, you have your own car, you have your own means to be like, I can get off of work if I want a road trip for a show. Mm -hmm. And when that becomes a thing, that really opens up your world. At least it did for me. So Bowie went back on tour in 2003 and it was for the reality tour, uh, which I actually like that record a lot. So... The fact that he was touring on it, and I was like, man, even if he leans on that record, I'll have a good time. Plus, you know he's going to do something for, you know, he's going to play some hits. Even though he's one of those guys like, I don't need to play hits. And he did that for a while where he just wasn't doing that. Mm -hmm. But at this point and now, what I know now, if you go back and get the David Bowie reality tour DVD, it's like a two and a half hour show. 
He pretty much nails everything you could even think about, plus the stuff you forgot about that's like, oh, I'm glad he played that. Stuff he wrote, like all the young dudes that he didn't originally record, but it's on that set. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sister Midnight by Iggy Pop. He wrote that, but he never really recorded it. He did that. So he was doing that kind of stuff. Did he play Tim Machine uh, front to back? Unfortunately, no. No. Actually, I do like most of the Tim Machine records. Okay. I, I, I like the majority of both of those albums, honestly. Because I did a deep dive when he died on that. So, so did, okay. Now, right. I was always told that they were no good, but they're actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and heavy. Uh, heavier than most people would think. Uh, especially find the live footage. That's where it's at for them. The production's a bit tinny for me. <laughs> Who produced that thing? Yeah. Insert the, the, insert thrash producer here. Oh, exactly. okay, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. No, but it, I was I was managing the CD warehouse at the time. No. So I'm the boss. I could go out of town to see Bowie and leave other people to, to work this for like a day. Mm. That was a reality. No. Oh, okay. Pun intended. But he played Austin and he played Houston. Those are three-hour drives either way from where I was living. So I had a chance to see Bowie. I feel like I did. All those things being a factor, like I should have gone. I could have gone. I didn't. And that was the last tour he ever did. Oh, okay. After that tour, he went home. He disappeared for seven years. Gotcha. And then he definitely never toured again. I think he knew early on that something was up. But... At the time, he was just going home to be with his kid. He had, a, he had a baby, and he was legit just walking away. He didn't announce it. He just went away. Class. So how many years after... I'm trying to think, when when did, when did Nine Inch Nails and Bowie... Was that the, the two, mid-2000s or 2010? No, no that, was, that was like 95. That was when I was in high school still. It was 95? Yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought it was much later that that combo Because was it was done. it was the tour after... It was basically kind of like the Summer Shit tour that Metallica did. It's the tour after Downward Spiral, but they're still wow. kind of on the same tour. Yeah, I have So that. Nine Inch Nails, like, let's go... We need you guys to go out again. Right. So I'm sure... This is a theory, but I'm sure Trent's like, I don't want to go out again. I just did a whole year of right, Downward Spiral. Right, right. We did a great show. It was right after that. It was right after God, that. So I, I do not. I, I, in my mind, I have it way later. Yeah. Okay. So I'm thinking he's like, I'll stay on the road if you can make it interesting for me. And maybe the I'll Bowie thing Bowie. just happened. Right. And the fact that he got to go out and do songs with them. And by the way, if you go see Nine Inch Nails tomorrow, mm-hmm. he's going to do a couple of David Bowie songs. Yeah. He has a right to do those songs. One, he wrote for Bowie, I'm Afraid of Americans. And some of the other ones, he actually performed with him on that tour. They have it. They had a thing together. Mm-hmm. It's valid. So anyway. Right. So that's the only way I'm going to get even close at this point now is to go back and see Nine Inch Nails. Gotcha. So I just didn't see Bowie. I regret it. I hate it. This will probably entice you to want to go watch and listen to, because you have means to do both, of the reality tour. This was the thing he opened with. He walked out on stage. The band was doing kind of a low-key, like, mid-tempo, little mm-hmm. dun, dun, yeah. slams into Rebel Rebel. And it's amazing stuff. Nice. Okay. So, yeah. But that's it. Did you ever have an inkling to go see Bowie? Not really. I mean, maybe I would have seen him with Nails. That's about it. Sure. Yeah. And that's you know? all. Everybody I know in high school can probably say, oh, I saw David Bowie. Yeah. But they probably, if he played second, they might have left. I think actually he played first that night, if I had to guess. Yeah. I think most of the tour was him playing first. Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a greatest hits sure. guy That's for fine. me. Like, like a, a Suffragette City is always in my, my, my playlists. And I never got deep on Bowie. No. What can I, I say? But, I, well, but there, I, there's but a nice three-quarter so on the uh, feed you can listen yes, to. Yes, I know. Dive on it. Yes. Okay. But yeah, that was it. Every time I, I love that DVD, I watch it sparsely because it breaks my heart. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I should have been at that show. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you ever buy shows on DVD or watch them based on that, where you kind of hate watch it. Right. That's mine. That's my number one is the reality tour by David Bowie. Gotcha. It's so goddamn good. But yeah, that Rebel Rebel Open, phenomenal. That was Rebel Rebel, David Bowie, his reality tour version. That killer band, Reeves, Galan, they're all there. Good stuff. Go check it out. All right, moving on. What's your next show slash tour regret, Mr. Loose Cannon? Yeah, I was going to put this one later, but actually I think I'm going to move my, my finale. So I would say one of the first bands that before I even liked hard rock or just rock in general, uh, I'm gonna say it's probably a lot of people for our generation was was Prince. 
Nice. Like, you know, Purple Rain and I still like, now here's a quick question. Is it masturbating with a magazine or masturbating in a magazine? With. With? Yeah. Okay. Which leads to a lot of like, okay, is she actually physically using the magazine on her? I saw her in a hotel lobby masturbating with, with a magazine. magazine. So she was in the hotel lobby taking care of her business. Yeah. Like but uh, you can also, with, with reading a magazine. Yeah, I think it's like... I thought... Reading. Go ahead. Go, yeah, go, I, do I, your version. No, I think it, that's just what it is. She's reading and she's using Mas- the other hand on something else. Yeah, yeah, okay. So she's getting down to business in the middle of a hotel lobby. <laughs> okay. Okay. I say I met her in a hotel lobby masturbating in a magazine was... He sees I met her in a hotel lobby and I was looking through a Playboy mm-hmm. and I met her from looking at that. That's how I first saw her yeah. was in the magazine and in the magazine was a shot of her mm-hmm. masturbating. Well, if you're any other band or any other singer, that's how you did it. If you're like a Vince Neil. <laughs> and then you send a fax and say, I yeah, want to meet her. <laughs> yeah. If you're like a Vince Neil or even like a Billy Joel, you have somebody make the call. Yeah. And then she comes over to your hotel right. or house later. It's basically like a Heidi Fleissig. But if you're Prince, you're so fucking cool that, that you run into that shit you run into every this day. Just, and it just happens to be in the hotel lobby. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But that happened to him three times a week. I mean... Yeah. When I heard that, when I heard Joe and Nikki for the first time, I was like, damn, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. then you saw the movie, every, I mean, Lesson, Purple Rain, all that kind of stuff. But then, then, then to, um, you know, you probably are, since you're such a Prince fan, you probably defend this album, but Around the World in the Day, oh. stinker of an album. Oh. Stinker, oh. Raspberry Beret, and maybe Pop Life. You literally did a raspberry to describe rest, it. Yes. Yeah. The rest, rest of it was hot garbage. He lost me for a bit. I didn't like parade and then he, then he got me a little bit later but anyway i do love prince as, as a whole and i never saw him live i don't even remember i guess he he well i don't think of the midway if you lived in any major city in your life you've had i've a had shot, a chance a, exactly something exactly even if it was on the jam of the year tour which is what i saw in 97 where he was at his lowest commercially but he right. could still pack a shed or an arena because it's fucking prince and i think part of it was the fact that it wasn't that deep on Prince at one, yeah. at one point, and then he started like not playing any yeah. of his famous stuff for like exactly. a decade. He had that rep, for and I sure. think, and I think when I was in my late twenties, early thirties, he was doing this thing where he's like, "Fuck my popular stuff, I'm just yeah. gonna jam and do like a twenty minute version of whatever." And then what he would do is yeah. on the sly, yeah. he would do hit shows or a run but of he hit shows, them. and it, yeah, it would be called the hit and runs, and that's yeah. what they became known as. That's why those albums are called Hit and Run. It's based off yeah. that. So he had been to Dallas, and I saw him. I'm going to flip it back to you. How many times have you seen him? I'm sorry, yeah. I saw him in the summer of 97 the first time. I believe cool. it was summer of 97, Jam of the Year, outdoor in a shed. It was hot as hell. He, it, was, it was a deep track show, and if he gave you a hit, he'd give you like a third of it or half of it and then move on to something else. Not even like a hits medley, but a hit into a song you might not know as much. Yeah. It's, it was annoying at worst. Gotcha. <laughs> so that happened. Still a good show. Still look back at it fondly. And he came back the next year. And that was one of those. I had a job. I could put this in a show regret. And I was working at a video store. I did the video store tour in my town. I worked there. I left. It closed. Three times. Three, four times that happened. But if... Are you saying there's a connection there? There there is. Okay. Uh, Anyway, uh, statue limitations later on. Okay. But... Video stores are open on New Year's Eve. Most places aren't. But it's like, this is our Super Bowl. New mm-hmm. Year's Eve, Christmas, those yeah. kind of days. Yeah. So, like, you can't get off. You have to work. I had a license. I could have gone to see this. And he did, like, a three-hour hits fest see. on New Year's Eve in Dallas. Yep. Dude. So, yeah, that those things happened. 
So yeah, you didn't know what you were going to get though in the '90s or early 2000s with that man. Right. So I get it. I'm not even mad at you. And then I saw him twice on Musicology 04. Simple. Two best shows I ever saw. Yeah. Mostly hits. A couple of deeps. A little acoustic part in the middle. Beautiful. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So that's definitely and and an, an, even the shows that he did like the annoyance of he'll start playing a little bit of whatever yeah let's go Chris you probably play a little snippet and then it would morph into something different it would they keep like, the yes. beat oh. it's that great band leader thing though it's sure. like you didn't even know they were on something else until right. he started singing that's cool I mean it's 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 next level stuff but yeah I, I get it I get why people are like ah oh, fuck that you know I, I understand mm-hmm. but yeah if you had a chance to even know for it that definitely should be a regret and everybody should have gone to those shows tremendous so I'm, I'm also curious as to what song you would pick. Oh, and you know what? You don't, you, know what? You, don't, you don't have to yeah, try to impress me. Purple I'll, Rain is the greatest album of all time. So if you're going there, great. You know, I got back into Prince on when he did his hits collection in like the mid nineties or whenever that was oh, yeah. and everything like that. Yeah. And then one, I, then, one, two in the B sides. Yep. One, two in the B sides. And then that really got me into some of the albums I wasn't as familiar with. So I'm going to, I'm going to grab one of the songs on there that was a new one, at least new to me. And that <laughs> is uh, peach. Oh, brilliant. Uh, thank you. I'll tell you why afterwards. Yeah. 
right, that was Peach by Prince from the Hits box set. I think that was on Hits 2 because it's dirtier. If you notice that Hits 1 is for public consumption and Hits 2 is a little raunchy. I see. So that's why also uh, that was a new song that he put on that collection. He had it sitting around, but man, that thing is hot. That's That's one of his best songs. It is sexy the way it ought to be. Right. And yeah, it's... It's got those lines where like, wow, you actually said that. Mm-hmm. Most people just kind of talk about it around it. But no, he went right there. Yep. And the other, I thank you also for picking that because I recently played Rod Stewart's cover of that from the Odds <laughs> and Ends of 2001. And honestly, I'll just say full disclosure, anybody listening out there, and even to your co-host Baco, he was like, that one was a little rough. I'm like, you know what? I completely agree with you. Give me some Rod Stewart, like 70 through 85 and I'm done. Yeah. But 2001, him trying to be sexy and doing Peach doesn't really land. (laughs) Plus, production's not that good. There's a lot of things wrong with it. I kind of just played it for the absurdity of it. Why not? I'm glad I was able to redeem. Who knew that Rod Stewart would have covered a random, you know, B-side by Prince? That was like a Japanese bonus track too. So it's just like you know, it's it's kind of hidden, but probably Mm. for good reason. But yes, thank you for helping me redeem Peach, and we did it together here on the perfect. What about you? Catch my breath. It's 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 that elevation, like well, you talk about. Yeah, it's the elevation, and you haven't stopped talking since you've been here. That's I'm, a, I'm a fun guest. By the way, so so we uh we did a little uh, little podcaster uh, exercise this morning. Went on a walk and everything, and halfway done, Joey's like, "Yeah, I feel winded." I'm like, "Yeah, because you never stopped fucking talking." <laughs> yeah, I was like self-referential. Like I don't, bl- I would never be like, "Dude, you don't want me for more than a day." Like, that's, that's just the way it is. Just so you know, if, if you're if you're on Joey. Everything you've seen online, you get it all in 45 minutes over the last time. I, I got a decade summarized. Like, just like looking at the like micro the, machines uh, guy. Or well, you know how, you know, on the, the cop shows where they try to connect all the dots? Yeah, like Charlie the, Day. Yeah. yeah, like Charlie Day and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is with strings connecting yeah. everything. I love you, man. No, I, I love you too. Right. Uh, let, let, let's do that because this one is kind of one of those connect the dot boards. This, okay, this, this is a festival regret. And back in our day, when festivals mm. toured, my friend. Of course, it oh, started yeah. really with Lollapalooza. Yeah. When that thing made money surprisingly in 91, everybody was like, whoa, that's cool. But it was kind of, I think, an idea of that, the germ of that was in the air somewhere. Yeah. Because it wasn't just Lollapalooza that was out that year mm-hmm. in 1991. There was another festival, and I'm not talking about the one people might think. I'm going to get to that one later. Before you go there, can I just give props out to something real quick? Hit, hit me. Think about this too. If it wasn't for the '90s to early 2000s radio shows, there's probably 50 bands I would have never seen. Yeah, just just showing that. Like yeah. when I'm going down lists, you not suddenly like, well, in that fest, I hit like seven bands I'd want to see that yeah. day that didn't tour, and it didn't seem to. They reek, don't exist anymore. Yeah, it didn't seem to reek of bands that are just there, and you can almost tell they're not getting played, and they're playing for spins. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like it didn't seem like that. No. I mean, I'm sure that was going on. You got a variety pack. It wasn't the AEG. Here's the same goddamn ten bands at whatever fest you want to call it. Yeah, out there. Yeah, so he, don't want to keep you off track, but no. I just, that's how you can check. That it's amazing when I think back about. I'm sure you too that if it wasn't for those, how many would be on yeah. still the want list? Yeah, and whatever it is, the seven or eight bands that played the first Lollapalooza. Yeah, that's a massive case of quality over quantity. Lollapalooza as a name right now, the standalone festival. Garbage. I mean, in four days, they just cannot do what that first one did. No. And here's the thing. Most of those cats are still alive. Mm-hmm. So they're just not trying. That's really the right. thing about it. Either they're not finding the next that, no. 
or they're just, oh, these kids work for nothing. Especially the rappers. I'm sorry, but that's the case. I get you. And, and, but I'll take you back to you. Okay. So, so yes. not La Palooza, before that was. Yes. And I'm going to build up to something else entirely. But let's start with Clash of the Titans because, my Ooh, God. Oh, man. My God, man. If you are a metal fan, if you are a basic bitch hard rock metal fan of a certain age like us, you know the Clash of the Titans tour. It's a legendary thing. Now, right on the surface, who's the opener? Allison Chains. Allison Chains. Coming hot who, off facelift. Who had just put that yeah, album out. Just. First album. There's the buzz. There's it's the buzz band. But also, like, talk about a band making your bones. They made it every night playing before Slayer on the average. Because mm-hmm. they rotated the lineups of the three oh, bands. They did. They they did. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And sometimes it worked out well, sometimes it didn't. Mm. But as I know, Slayer did a handful of those shows as the next band after. Alice in Chains, from what I understand. I think Anthrax mostly occupied that slot. Okay. But and they just swapped ba- those two. Basically, even if, let's say I'm wrong about this. Because sure. I wasn't there. Right. But if you're opening for Slayer, they're going to chant Slayer a lot. Sure. It's it's like the Boo Bruce story that Tom Petty used yeah, to yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's it. And they made their bones on that tour. So then, right off that, you could have had that. That's a brag. I saw them on their first tour. Anybody who went to that show, hey, I saw Allison Chains on their first tour. Mm-hmm. Me, me, me. But seeing a co-headline triple bill of Anthrax, Slayer, and Megadeth at the peak of their powers. Oh, yeah. I guess, uh, arguably to some. Arguably right after their best albums. Yeah, yeah, ish. Whatever. Even, it's close enough for yeah. any of those. Yeah. Like, anybody who would be like, oh, Reign of Blood's better than Season of the Abyss. Season of the Abyss is a badass fucking record. And you would love to see them on that tour. That's really where I'm at with this. Yeah, so, so that would have been Anthrax, not State of Euphoria. It would have been the one right after. the Persistence uh, of Time. Persistence of Time, yeah. Yep, yep. Which is a good record. Yeah. Not their best, not but their best, really, but really good. Strong. Yeah, Rust, in Peace, good. Yep. Rust in Peace is the best Megadeth album. That's mm-hmm. my opinion, mm-hmm. but there you go. Yeah. So that's I like that they kind of headline most of those shows. And we're like, yeah, they had the better album of you three. Right, right. That's just the way it is. Sorry, Randy. So... Yeah, just not seeing that. There was a realistic way to probably have seen that for me. That's why I'm including it on this list. It's just on the cusp. I was 13 probably. Mm -hmm. And I had friends that were older than me that had a driver's license that were going. And I could have probably got in there with like, hey, their mom's taking a mom. Like I can go to this. His mom's going. And Mm -hmm. I'd have been lying, but it would have been worth it. Because this is 90, yeah? 91. 91, that's right. Because yeah, those albums had already had about, yep. it was like the spring of, but they had, each one of those albums had about six months to be like, whoo, those are yep. real good. And we're all going to go on tour together, by yep. the way. And by the way, I'm going to share this one with you. Hit me. No, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm just sharing. Thing. Yes, Let's do a double I'm shot. actually, I'm actually, this is the double, double shot of this one because I love it. Because <laughs> now that this actually knocks out one of my other ones, this one, I don't even think that, that, that actually I was fully aware that that tour was going on like i, I don't okay. i don't think that that's what it was because there's no reason i wouldn't have i was deep into all three of those bands at that time and i had faith I, I was listening to my double cassette jamax i remember that summer i think that uh facelift and skid row's debut album one would end and the other one would start it would go on like rotation that was you. my top two one so there's no way that i that i would have gone to it unless i didn't know about it and for me, that summer would have been if you replace. And I like facelift, but I haven't bought it yet, so you replace that with the real thing for me. Sure. So imagine if they'd have been the opener. Anyway, but yeah. So if you weren't watching the ball every week or mm-hmm. weren't reading, 
maybe even reading Metal Edge on the Reg, but it was definitely a Rip tour. Like, if you read Rip Magazine, Clash of the Titans was like the oh, thing. I, 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 it, it mystifies me that yeah. this is one of them, that because that's my zone. It's after yeah. I've, I've already broken my chair seeing some shows. Yeah. So that's that's on it for me. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the best tours that ever happened. And here's the ultimate kick in the balls. Mm-hmm. Okay. About a decade and change ago, and I might have just met Nola. I wasn't where I'm supposed to be. I'm still living in an apartment. This is a, you're lucky if you're living paycheck to paycheck scenario. What do they do? Hey, by the way, we're going to do like basically a 20th anniversary tour of Clash of the Titans. We're all going to go out again, all together again. And I think even in an instance, I think Slayer even was like, we're going to play a season of the Abyss top to bottom now. Jesus. And I think I think one of the other bands was doing that. I think Megadeth played Rust in Peace top to bottom too. So they went back out and they even had hooks to get anybody else that might have been on the fence. How could you be on the fence? They're back. They're all back right. together right. doing right. the show again. Yeah. There's a clear opener, middle, and closer now too. So there's nothing misunderstood. Wait. So Fuck, man. Did you're you right. go to that? No, this is this pissed me off. They're, one of my buddies. I'm sorry. So they, they played uh, Miami, like some Miami shed or whatever, like that. When mm-hmm. I was in Florida in like 2008 or nine, and yep. this motherfucker that I knew bombed on me last minute, and it was in and it, but it was, was that show, wasn't it? It was that show. It was, it was like the, it was like the redo. It was like the Jägermeister Fest of yeah, whatever it was, it was called. Something like I was else. going there. I was I was like, let's go. I never got to see because at that point. So I screwed up on that twice. Same with you. Okay. We should yeah. be ashamed. What do you yeah, want? Just yeah, kicking the balls. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do a double shot or yeah. what do you want to do here? You pick the first band, I'll pick the second. Okay. I'm going to pick Alice in Chains' Real Thing. <laughs> okay. They have a song called The Real Thing on there. They do. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's really I guarantee they never played this. That's funny. That's, yeah. I like yeah. that. What okay. you got? What you got for the one of the thrashers? I almost was like Tornado of Souls has kind of become the banger over the last few years. And they I even, can see that. They even play that on Ozzy's Boneyard a lot. So I'm yeah. like, well, it's kind of not my song anymore, but I love it. I'm going to go with this one because this is the most A-B you can do with the piece of shit remix versus the original. Five Magics. Never 
Barbara made the blade money toy Principal, watch your fucking around I said, oh my God, and here we go again Yeah, 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 yeah On the hill Which is a thing that is on my belt Take it away, yeah I don't want no more No more But even if you say just the one
right, that was a Clash of the Titans double shot. Started mm-hmm. off with Alice in Chains with Real Thing. Nice tie in there to my summer that year. I like it. It wasn't even intentional. It's it just a song that I like that ends with sexual chocolate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you're so beautiful tonight. You're so beautiful. Okay. But yes, Real Thing, Alice in Chains, Facelift is the record. And then we finish that double shot with Five Magics. The original version, the real mix version yeah. from the original yes. Rust in Peace. Don't ever buy the one that looks nicer because on the side it says remixed Correct. and remastered. Remastered is almost, it doesn't even matter. That cancels out because of the stupid ass remix. Wait for an anniversary or something. Thankfully, if you buy an on vinyl, it mm-hmm. is the original mix. I, I, I found that. I was, I had to tiptoe into that one. I'm like, oh, good. Yay. Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. But back to you. Yeah. Hit me. What's your next regret? Let's get out the tissues again. Yeah. I mean, all those remixes happened, I think, because, because Dave sat in his hand. Right? Yeah. And he sat in his hand. Yeah, his basically. arm fell asleep. Yes. And for a couple of you got bored yes. and just re-recorded all his vocals. How many masturbation jokes did we make after that happened? Many. Okay. Stranger. Yes. I'll listen. All right. Yeah. So moving moving on. Yeah, I'm going to go with one. There's no band that I have their full discography. Always love them. I've loved their earlier work more as I got older. But it's a band that I've never seen live. I've had... Decent amount of opportunities, but they're a band that doesn't tour that often. Hmm. Like they go on massive tours, and they're one of the biggest bands on on the planet. But they and they never go with fests. They're always doing their own thing. They're never in any kind of festival, so there wasn't anything like there wasn't any packages that were put together. Hmm. Um, I think it's. I I am intrigued here. (laughs) I think it's because during the time that I started going to a lot of concerts, their output of new albums was rather lackluster. Their '95 album. That they put out was not very good. Okay. Two thousand album was wasn't very good, and I started being I was more infatuated with their original singer and that material. So maybe that was part of it. Hmm. You got any guesses here yet? No. I mean, they put out an album like basically every five eight years. Hmm. They're one of the biggest bands in the world. They they <sighs> go ahead. Oh, I think I got it. What, what is it? I had to put it together, but yeah, no fest. Not as much output. That is an ACDC answer, yep. isn't it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Have you seen ACDC? Uh, once. Once. I actually got to say, I saw him on the Black Ice Tour. I was I was late, uh, okay. but I'm glad I saw it. But that's that's interesting too. So so going with that. I got to see Malcolm. Okay, good. good. Tell me if I'm right or wrong on this. They toured in like maybe 95. Ball Breaker. 2000. Stiff Upper Lip. And then Black Ice, right? Yeah. Okay. So there wasn't that many tours during... Yeah. Adult life, basically. Yeah, it's and it's really sad, of course, now knowing what we know about Malcolm, is that there's so much lost time there. Yeah. They could have at least done the U2 thing where they take that extra year off and make us think that it's a comeback every time. So you take three years off, you still got like an extra two tours probably in that timeline. It's so right. sad. Right. So that oh, it. that's right. And then the whole Axl Rose, like the, whole, the oh, whole Axl Rose yeah. part when, when uh, with Brian Johnson, yeah. that, that fallout. So there was... A, I mean, I guess it was there, there was a good twenty years where there wasn't that many tours they did. Yeah, they did like four. Yeah, like if which is unusual for yeah. a, for a, an act of that size. And, and this is a band that defines the phrase "world tour." Correct. There, there are bands like this. Iron when Maiden, they go on one, they go Metallica, on Metallica, huge one. It's like what Rollins says: they play everywhere where there's electricity. Right. Which sounds right. funny, but it's true because everybody wants to see them. Right. So if they could play Antarctica, they would. Yeah, speaking of Metallica, so but yeah, ACDC doesn't fuck around when they go on tour. I understand that probably takes years off of your life. Mm-hmm. We've seen what happens, 
So I, I guess that's it. But at the same time, like you had at least one more tour there in that 20 years you probably could have done yep. and or should have done. And so I think it was, was the fact that it was it was one of these a lot of times what, what spurs me to go see a band is their their recent output in Ballbreaker and <laughs> oh, Stiff Upper Lip and fucking yeah. what was it, Rock of what was the Rocker Buster? Rocker Bust. Yeah. Rocker Bust. That those didn't yeah. do anything for me. Oh, I'm sorry, that would have been another tour. It'd been Black Ice, Rocker Bust. Yeah, that, but same still, thing. Black and that Ice. was the disjointed tour where it's like, well, here's here's uh Axel. Yeah, here's Axel for a little bit. He yeah. didn't even do the whole tour. Right. Brian did it's right. like it turned into that thing. Like it's either cancel the tour. Or just get another singer, and yeah. they are the Youngs were all business. Yeah, uh, to this moment, you know, like, and I'm sure Angus has mellowed a little bit, but yeah. So with that said, let's go yeah. to your thing. Yeah. Like, like I, I did see the footage from the Black Ice tour. It was it was great production? It looked like, it looked yeah, like it was a fun show. Killer Blu-ray, you can get. It's like some stadium in Spain, yeah. and they're just destroying it. The props are as big as they've ever been. The bell's huge. The Rosie's bigger. There's a train going There's through a train the fucking right the stage. I, I think that almost uh, the Guns N' Roses kind of lifted that bit. For a little bit, did they didn't they have like a? It wasn't an actual prop of a train, but the beginning of that when they yes. GNR their new one, they yeah. would open with Night Train, I think, on there. Yeah, and the train would like on the video. Yeah, come out. They use the same of, animation. I got same, flashbacks. Kind yeah. of, yeah. kind of, yeah. But I, I dig that. So yeah, so worth it. Yes. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I don't blame you for going to see them Ball Breaker because they do that thing that all of our favorite bands should do. They should rep their album properly if they're on that tour. You should believe in the record. Brian's yeah. always said, if you don't see us play four new songs minimum right. on each tour, we don't believe in the record. And even annoyingly on an album like Ballbreaker that's terrible, they, they, still, four songs. they probably still played four, four songs. Four or five songs, yeah, yeah. That's why you can find a good live version of Hail Caesar. <laughs> it's unnecessary, but it happened. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to you. So that's it. It's, it's just one of those things. Like, like I think I just got kind of... Uh, I don't know, soured with Brian Johnson's, like, he went through a really bad, like, his vocals now are much better than what they were. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the, that's the thing. Like, But it is odd because I, I, I have every single one of the goddamn albums. I think it's one of those bands that people take for granted. I'm not saying that you do per se, mm-hmm. but it's one of those bands, they are so constant. Even though they don't tour a lot, right. you can count on them. I feel like the Scorpions are the ultimate band that people take for granted because they go on tour probably every two years sure, and have since the 70s. But a lot of people still don't go see them. And when they're gone, they're going to be like, man, I should have seen them. Right. That's a band that's taken for granted. But ACDC gets taken for granted, too, in that sense. And with that said, Power Up is the first album that's actually... Like uh, got me a little uh, tight in the pants in many, many years from them. I think it's a solid album, especially this deep in their career. And if they finally go on tour on that thing Mm -hmm. with Stevie, right? Yeah, I like like Stevie. I'm in. I'm in. I will actually finally go see him. Yeah, with No Phil and uh, No Phil Rudd. Oh, there's No Phil Rudd either. No, that's his name. No Phil Rudd. Because he oh. doesn't do fills. Oh, yeah. That's, okay. <laughs> that's his legit. How, how have I not heard that before? He's an it's his official true. nickname. Yeah. Okay. No Phil Rudd. Yeah. No Phil Rudd. Cliff is Cliff. Cliff retired, didn't he? Like, that's the thing is like, Fuck, oh, is he I back? No. Okay. I, now I got to. I think he's back. Well, at least on that album. Anyway, they have, they, on this yeah, album, he is, they have him. He is there. I think they did entice him to come back. But he yeah. had basically retired after Rucker Bus because it was so disjointed. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, dude, I will be there. I'd love to go see him again. I actually want to have a better experience with the company I kept at that last show. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to go see him with Nola. Like I'm, I don't drag her to shows, but if ACDC comes back, I'm going to make her go. Yeah. Yeah. I know she's actually going to have a better time. And I, that sounds like an asshole thing, but I was like, if you don't go, you're going to regret it. That's going to be one of those ones and be like, let's go to that. So cool. yeah, I hope we all get that chance, especially you, sir. 
So, with that, am I allowed to play a non-Brian Johnson song? Play whatever you want. Play whatever? Okay. I'm your playing... Guess, uh, yeah. Then I'm going to go on... What's you know, the ACDC song you just love? You know, the one I that, that I never tire of, every single millisecond of the song is pure gold, and it's how Powerage... Do you say Powerage or Powerage? I say Powerage. Powerage? I say Powerage. That's right. I've heard it both ways. Yeah. So, it's how this album should have opened, and the... If you want blood, you've got it. Corrected that, and that is Riff Raff.
All right, that was the great riffraff from Powerage. You never have to twist my arm to play anything off of that. It might be... It's definitely the best fanboy ACDC album. I, I could You could argue Highway to Hell. Oh, it's, it's, my, it's my favorite. It, uh, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's my favorite non... Whatever. Yeah, I fucking because, love it. Because you, you do need to own Highway to Hell, and you do need to own Back in Black. But I would put Powerage in people's hands physically to be like, you need to hear it gets, this. It gets a seven out of nine of the songs. Ooh. There's two. There's two. <laughs> yes. Yes. There are seven songs that are perfect, and there are two that are pretty goddamn good. I'm trying to guess what your two OKs are. Is it like Overdose or something? Or It's Gone Shooting. Oh, you don't like Gone Shooting? I don't not like it. You don't? I think oh. it's OK. Oh, man. It's just a little bit of a, a blip. Okay. And the rest of the, right. the pace. There's the And uh, it's actually just the last... Two? No, uh, no. Oh, actually, Overdose is not on that one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're, 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 those two, those they're are sister brother, They're brother sister. Oh my yeah. god! Um, now, the, uh, listen. I, I've said that you the the greatest ACDC album of all time would be called "Let There Be Powerage." <laughs> oh, and it would be the go. best. It would be ten yeah. songs because yeah, you get Rosie each two. Of them are nine. Yeah. Each of them are nine, and there's uh, you get Rosie and Doggy Dog and "Let There Be Rock" on an album. Yeah, you put that go. on there. There's like two, two or three that you can switch. Yeah, and that's the perfect fucking I, album. I like that. If yeah. you were gonna say "Kicked in the Teeth" is just okay, I would have said "Interview Over." Yeah, okay, okay, but it's, it's just okay. Oh. <laughs> that's not the one. That's not the one. I think it's uh oh Jesus Christ, I can't even think of it right now. But gone shooting something with balls in it, as you would say. No, that that that, that, that one is actually ball free. It's, it's, it's a ball free. It's a ball free ACDC. Free ball. Um, okay, rock balls use, again. Again, my, my rock, balls. rock balls would be the greatest ACDC album. Yes, rock hell balls. Uh-huh. Rock hell balls. <laughs> I like that too. In black. Okay, let's go. All right. So we talked about Clash of the Titans on mm-hmm. my last entry, yep. which was such a good entry that you piggybacked. On I did. It. That's fine. Knocked out somebody else. Go ahead. I'm going to do the deep cut of the 1991 Ooh. touring festival. Okay. So yes, there was Lollapalooza, which I. I regret years after the fact not going to. I'd say by the time I was a mid to late 90s kid, I'm like, oh, shit. We had a tour that had Living Color and Susie and the Banshees and Ice-T debuting Body Count, and I didn't go. Yeah, it's bonkers. And Jane's on their last tour, quote, mm-hmm. unquote. So that all being said, and Clash, tears, all the tears to this day, obviously, butthurt. This one right here was a bomb of a tour. It, it, I, I think it lost money. But this is one of those bills, you put it on a piece of paper. If I write it down right now on a piece of paper, and before I, I'll say the name first, and you'd be like, do I know this? Let me ask you, have you heard of a tour called Operation Rock and Roll? Is this the one that was Judas Priest and, and Alice Cooper? Yes. Yeah, Alice and Judas co-headlining on I, the I, road. I only remember it because I thought it was such an odd Name and the pairing for some reason at the time when I was younger I thought it was weird too. It, it it's just it's it's a I don't want to say classless but it's a really cheesy tie into like the Gulf War because it's okay. Operation Desert Storm year. Is that so what it was? Operation kind of- Rock and Roll. Let's okay. let's play rock and roll for a summer. Yeah. yeah. It, especially most people were back from oh, Desert but, Storm at the time. But, <laughs> so, but but even I'm gonna let you go. But but just like are you fucking kidding me? Why wouldn't you go to that? You know what I mean? I know, like, that, like that, little like, too young. It's one of those little too young. I think that's but what it was. If I had, if I what had was it? 91, it was the summer of 91 because. So that was for Hey Stupid too? Yeah, yeah, because Alice had God, just put so out weird. Hey Stupid. Priest was still repping Painkiller. Jesus. You know how much I love Hey Stupid. I know you like it a lot yeah, too. I do. Painkiller is a high watermark Priest album. Mm-hmm. 
So to see him on that tour, if you see, see any leg of the painkiller tour, have you been through that tour itinerary? Megadeth, Pantera, Testament, they all opened that tour. So now you got this other thing that's like they're going to build around a co-headline of Alice and Priest. This is a Sony tour, by the way. Okay. Every one of these bands is, is on, on Sony. Sony Records. Was, anybody, the, was there an opener for that one, too, or is it just a co-headline? Five bands. Oh, Jesus. The, op- the opener was Dangerous Toys nah. from San Antonio, Texas. Yeah. And, and, and also uh, like recently it. on the... Saw them on the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's Jason's voice? Anyway, is it holding up? Not, not Baco. Is Baco's voice holding up better than McMaster? <laughs> Baco, Baco's voice is, has been improving while McMaster's is. Really enough, years later, yeah. I got to see two-fifths of Operation Rock and Roll because I saw Dangerous Toys open up for Alice at the Bronco Bowl. Okay. And I thought it was great because Jason still had his Texas State flag leather pants. You know what? I don't hate it on too much. It was an entertaining show. Sure. It is what it was. Sure. Uh, and then after That's that, fine. Metal Church. Which I think that, that okay. could have been flipped. I don't remember the order, but sure. they were definitely on the bottom too. Yeah. Metal Church, Dangerous Toys. And I, I've i been hot and cold with Metal Church, but they were rocking a killer record that year. So, <laughs> And the third band, right in the middle. You won't even have a guess at this. It's definitely more up there. No, I don't have there. a guess because for some, whatever reason, when this was promoted, all I remember was just Judas Priest and... Alice Cooper. I don't even remember them talking about any other bands. The middle band. Yeah. Motorhead. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. No way. We had this tour and we didn't care. Like, as a, as a people. Like, as rock fans, disappointed in all of you. All this of you should a, be ashamed. All of you are fired. This is your pull. This is a great pull. <laughs> Operation Rock and Roll. I'm always going to die on the hill of this tour. Cause wow. Like, man, why not? Like, it... This could have gone out five years after. And this was a summer and tour, if I remember right. A summer tour. And the, the whole dialogue. I even recently watched a MTV Year in Rock 1991 special. And they talked about how bad the summer tours did. And this was one of those tours that lost money. Wow. This doesn't even make sense. Because because really, too, I mean, you had bare I mean he's, stupid, and, he's Stupid wasn't huge. But it was still I remember being. Yeah. I remember being pimped a lot on on MTV. Yeah, it went gold. And it, okay, totally. So that, he was on totally. Poly, Priest man. was definitely coming back like <laughs> yeah. that. I remember, I remember people that didn't. I, I didn't. This was still. I wasn't. I think the reason I was. I didn't. I wasn't into Priest then. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in Priest until like the last ten years, pretty much. But Painkiller. I remember being on lots of shelves of friends that I knew. That yeah. was their comeback one. Yeah. Fucking. Motorhead doing nineteen sixteen. Like a very oh, strong right. album. So they're on that's a strong right. record. There's all three of those, and it's still... And remember, Summer of 91 isn't, you know... You can listen to any opinion. The crunch, the crush of, of the, the change in that wasn't really 92, I don't think, for grunge. I mean, it was still... You still had people... 91 is Ozzy's on tour. Everybody. Everybody's on tour. Metallica's on the Black Album. I mean, rock is still flying high. That, yep. The only thing I can think of is that Ozzy and Metallica, if you want to think about... Like taking slices of the pie, the more people were putting their money into going and seeing those shows. Yeah. Like if I had a choice, I would have gone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I would have gone to those other bands versus them, and they got lost in it. I think if it was a different, maybe yeah. that's what it was. And by it was the too time, many. Yeah, and by the time the fall came around, Van Halen came back, and then they went yeah, out. I saw, with they, yeah, I saw Van Halen on that they, tour. They went out and with Ozzy. those young whippersnappers, Alice in Chains. Yep. So that that is one of those shots of the time where it's like. Man, we had all this. We had this paradise in this one year almost. In the sense, like, I talked about in 91, oh, hip-hop was even great in 91. Yeah. So it's just like, man. 91 is still, and, and I don't mean to hijack this with my no, 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 with no. everything, but just like 91 is, 
the greatest year for me as okay. far as rock because everything was all there in a big soup. Yeah, I and, like it's, and, it's the soup. And here, yeah. Here's the soup. Fucking Ugly Kid Joe was an opener for Ozzy. Yeah. That's the world we were in. Do you know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it yeah. was just, everything yeah. was just out there. Motorhead opened a lot of those No More Tears shows. That when they would come in, Ugly Kid Joe would go down the bill. Sure. So we had all this. Uh, man. I still can't believe that if you say Motorhead, Alice Cooper, and Please. Judas Priest, and it did not work. It didn't work. That's fucking insane. Yeah. It was It was a case of... You could put that that tour out now, and it would do fine. Oh, if, yeah. if those, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Do it. If, I'm yeah. saying if Lemmy was still here, I'm just saying yeah. like like in general, like yeah. the nostalgia thing yeah. right there. There's and, no way it wouldn't do well. And that was the last of the four piece Motorhead, from what I remember. And like everybody but Phil in that band is dead now. Yeah, like it's just like oh, right, man. So oh, that was the four piece version. That's yeah, right. Yeah, that was the last time. Sure. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean we had all Great this, one. and we and we blew it. You know, yeah. it's like I blew it. I didn't go. It was it was a shed tour. Most anybody in a major town had the option of going to see this. And you could see crowd shots of this tour. Of course, earlier in the day, it's not as well attended. There's almost it's like the fair park scene in Spinal Tap when like dangerous toys are out there. Yeah, it's sad. So yeah, it was a bombed tour. And man, you look back on it's like this almost could have worked any other year, but for some reason, it was the odd man out '91 and nobody went. If that had gone on in probably even 2000, it probably would have worked oh. better because oh. that was when the whole you know repackaging of sure. older bands starting. You know, I'll even say. Priest could have been there even when they had Ripper. They'd been lower on the bill, mm-hmm. but they still could have gone out and actually done well in sheds, even with Ripper, <laughs> with the rest of that lineup still. <laughs> Man, I don't have you pick a song. You win for the for the episode hey, for, for a tour right. for a for a missed tour and, well, I'm and gonna, something. I'm going to bring it down for you after this, but anyway, okay. Uh, after yours, so uh, I'm just going to do the thing where I'm going to find what I do in my concert chronology because I'm never going to have the you know the chance to play this to represent it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a really nice sounding live track from this tour and or the Hey Stupid tour, which is basically the only time he toured that album in the U.S. So here you go. Here's a live track somewhere in America on the Hey Stupid tour, and it's Alice Cooper. What more do you need? That's it. I don't even know the song. I'll find you one. Cool. I'm out of town. We got to do it in post, damn it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Take it slow You 
Yeah, so mine is, I guess this is a combo because of the fact that this is actually two bands in one one show. This one, I don't even, just like I was telling you about the Kiss thing, I remember what the conflict was in this one. I don't even know what the conflict was at all. It's May 1991, and at Deer Creek, which is in Noblesville, Indiana... I know the water. Huh? Isn't there a Deer Creek water company or something? (laughs) I don't know. But it used to be called Deer Creek. I think it's, it's called some whatever the sponsor is these days. I just know that because Lewis Black had a joke about it. It's like, I ain't drinking no Deer Creek water. I want deer pissing and shit in my water. It's true. It is true. It is a bad name for water. But uh, but anyway. Okay, past, sorry. Pa- past all that, it is, uh, I am 17. I have a job. I This is my favorite band in my, probably my second favorite band this year. Okay. And both of them are touring. They both are. They both are opening the tour and playing songs off of albums that aren't even out yet until later that summer and fall. Okay. And that. Do you, do you know what the guess is? I know what it is. Go ahead. Uh, the beginning of the Use Your Illusion tour. Yes, it yeah. is Guns N' Roses with Skid Row opening. Okay, yeah. so they, this is why this qualifies. I have seen Guns N' Roses after that. But this is the part of the Use Your Illusion tour when Izzy was still with them. Yes. Okay, so this is still pretty much the Appetite lineup with Matt Sorum. Yeah. You know, on drums. Yeah. The set list is insane for both of them. Yeah. I mean, they were playing Skid Row. Was, was I remember kids coming back in high school. Because I was still in high school. They would come back and they say, man, Skid Row killed it. You know, and they played uh, the song called Get the Fuck Out. You know, and Sebastian's going crazy. They played like... Uh, they played. They, I think Monkey Business maybe was out. I don't think yeah, so though. It, it, it was the came, video out? It in came May? out. Of, it came. A, yeah, about that. It was about a month and a half before the so album. So proceeded out. We've lost it our like, minds over that. Okay, because maybe that maybe Skid uh, of the Grind kicked dropped in June or July, yeah. and it was before. Yeah. I feel like maybe like illusion. I feel like maybe like the threat also would have been in that set. It seems like one of those ones that would have been in it. I would hope so. And then so. the rest of the debut. I would album. hope so. Yeah. So so I never. So there's two two regrets in there. Ooh. One is I never saw Guns N' Roses with Izzy. Like I never saw them on Appetite, yeah. um, and then and then of course I never saw the original the 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 lineup of what Skid Row should be yeah. and everything. I only yeah. uh, in retrospect um, that that's it. Like I have no I have I have no and the thing that's weird about my memory is I'm like <laughs> I remember hearing about it and being like why the fuck like like and all my my buddies that my buddies would have gone. They all had cars. Like, why yeah. didn't we go? It was the most bizarre. It's yeah. one of those things I cannot, I have no explanation for why that didn't happen. 
I and I talked about this in length on one of my concert chronology episodes. I missed Skid Row because they went on early because it was mm-hmm. the first show post St. Louis riot was the one in Dallas, and they were three hours late. GNR getting on stage, Axel GNR, and I did. I see- didn't hear about that from mine. Yeah, I don't. I think oh. that they, maybe they were on time at that it was point. A, if it, it must have been really early. You said it was the first stop, right? It was like the it was like the first handful of shows. So it really, was like the beginning of whatever the leg is. So everything was beautiful. Nothing had gone it wrong must, yet. Yeah. It wasn't a thing because you know you never heard about Axel showing up late really early on either. Yeah. So I think it just kind of shifted somewhere. Anyway, gotcha. but I missed Skid Row. I did make it up in the next year and saw them headline on Slave. Great with Pantera. Great, Amazing. one of the best shows I've ever been to yep. ever, and. Yeah, and I saw that GNR lineup with Izzy, and I remember knowing half the songs. I knew Live and Let Die because I knew it beforehand. Yeah, they kept but, like, dropping little things. Yeah, so, but they played a lot of Illusion by the time they got to my show. They were just like, they were jonesing down. Was it out? No, it still has another out, month. I saw the show in July, and the album came out like, what, late August or something? Yeah. So I heard. I can still I, I can pull it up on set list, but my memory I'm gonna go with it. I definitely heard Double Talk and Jive. I definitely heard Dustin Bones. Hell I yeah. definitely heard Perfect Crime. Uh, maybe right next door to hell, maybe. Uh, and God, ooh, 14 years was also played because somebody heckled them after that. <laughs> and Axel said, What was that dude? And he put the mic up, he's like, 14 right. years, 35 minutes, you know. And he goes, Yeah, it's intelligent. <laughs> Right. I still remember that. He did a bunch of sermons on the hill, the whole thing. But yeah, sure. I, I remember Mr. Brownstone for sure. And I remember Paradise City closing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And oh, yeah, you could be mine because he goes, you know, and it was out. They definitely had premiered the video by this point And it was already on radio because right. he introed it with this song is a motherfucking bitch to sing. But we had to be the idiots to put it out early. So now I'm going to sing it. Gotcha. <laughs> he basically said, I don't want to do this one. But you guys know it now, so we're gonna right, and civil war and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that. amazing. Yeah, so so that's that's why um, is anyway. I think that was pr- pretty much the peak of both of those bands. Um, yeah, for, if you want, you can argue it either way. But I think at this point too, I don't remember anybody telling me that they had a full like horns and everything on the band on the stage yet. That I was think that kind of morphed as, as, as the as the um, as yeah. the tour went on, like in '92 yeah. forward. Yeah, because Dizzy was there. But the horns really, I don't remember the horns being there. I think Dizzy was there and that was it. So it was still like a six piece and it hadn't turned into a bigger production. And Teddy might have been there too. Okay. They might have been the double keyboards by that point, but the horns were not there. 976 just didn't seem to be there. Yeah. So that's that's kind of the, um, yeah. And then then when we were talking about last night, just Mm -hmm. to, to cap on that. Is when I did see Sebastian. I've seen him in the last two years. He did. Um, You've seen both album shows, haven't yeah. You? So both 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 album album shows. Those are new regrets. Thought, thought he did he did a great job on both. Yeah. But here's the thing: I was, just to leave you with is that he mentioned when we were at, when he played the Gothic here in Denver that the last time and I and I went to you last night even to say is this true because I knew they played with Pantera but he said that they, at one point in this little, little like fifth uh, twelve hundred fifteen hundred seat or whatever like that. Yeah. That they last time he said he was here at this theater was in ninety late ninety one or ninety two. And they were had touring. to have been ninety two, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they they were headlining and it was the openers were Pantera and Soundgarden. Yeah. And that, Insane. Yeah. What uh, a show. Yeah. 
I, I almost feel like that bill might have been an overseas thing, but I, it must have happened because I'm only going by the yeah, what he said. By what he said, yeah. But but at some point, it sounds yeah. it sounds like even that if was he's true. wrong, I bet you anything they at least did some shows with Soundgarden opening with that on triple. that tour. Whether it was in Brazil yeah. or yeah. Denver, it doesn't matter. It happened. That's so the 91, point. 92 zone. Talk yeah. about great for hard rock. It's it's great. So. And the thing I, I had to bring this up. We brought up so much ninety one. Yep. yep. Uh, a, a, de- a decent show regret. I probably had the chance to see Queensryche on the Empire tour doing Mind Crime all the way through with the original lineup. And that video, of course, looks great. Right. You see all that cinema he coming out of the glass. The opener on that tour was Suicidal Tendencies. That's mm-hmm. an even weirder thing than any of these other shows you could bring up. Is it ST and Queensryche? You don't get any more different than that on a mainstream level of hard rock and heavy metal at that point. So I wish I'd have gone to that. And yep. they did the whole tour. It wasn't like yep. just they played one show with them in California. No, it was they were on that tour with them. Yeah. So, yeah, just fun stuff like that. So on those two, I'll count for my band, though, a song from Skid Row and everything. We'll say that Skid Row is the main thing. Yes, it was okay. I- Izzy, but since we're doing the five, I can't take two, right? Yeah, no, so I'm just no, going to take Skid Row on it. Fine. Um, and I'm going to drop the threat. Ah, nice. The greatest drum roll. I like I like that a lot. With the bass. That's important. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to do a studio version or a live version? Studio is the best. Okay, let's roll.
That was the threat from the Rock Strikes 10 top albums of 1991. The number one album of 1991. Spoiler. Nice. If you didn't hear it, why didn't you hear it? But you still should go back and listen to the countdown. But yes, number one album of 91. Slave to the Grind. That was the threat. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm with you on the theory that he Sebastian did get to use the tapestry because his dad drew the art. Oh. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Come on. <laughs> it's easy. Yeah. He's got the rights. The yeah. daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy writes. Uh, yes. Go watch the Roadkill home video. I'm giving you on-air homework, by the way. We talked about this last yep. night. The Skid Row Roadkill video. It'll probably make you feel that much worse about not seeing them oh, I'm sure. at this time. But sure. you should still see it. Okay. And release the Guns N' Roses Paris pay-per-view concert to mass consumption. Agreed. Everybody out there. It needs to happen. All right. Moving on. My last entry is a, a band that is not a Cobras and Fire favorite, actually. I've heard you guys mm. trash this band multiple times. And I always feel personally attacked and offended, not so much that I would ever stop listening. I love you guys. You guys are brothers. And I just always go, man, you can't even give this one thing that's like the biggest part of this band's career. I get that the overall trajectory of the band, not that great. But there's one moment where they are king shit. Go ahead. And this is the band that uh, the historical footnote, the first metal band to have a number one album. In America, do you know you know the answer? Oh, quiet Jack? Riot. Quiet Riot, okay, Metal Health. Okay. Now, here's my thing. Obviously, when Metal Health was riding high, mm-hmm. first of all, they weren't always headlining. That was weird. They were riding. Huh. It was that case of like when the Go-Go's opened up for the police and they had the number one album in the world. I'm pretty sure Quiet Riot was on tour with Loverboy when that shit happened. Sure. And they were the openers. Were they opening for Slade? <laughs> yes, opening the wallet for Slade. Actually. Yes, okay. I think that's probably Keep going. Yeah. Kevin yeah. would love the that most, joke. The most money that that Slade ever made was from Quiet Right. Guaranteed. Rightfully so. Respect. They're one of the best rock bands ever. Um, 20, okay. 20 number ones in the UK, by the way. Uh, so those are why I'm sitting here. So metal health is important to me. I think it, it. I call it pop metal. I, I I do hate the hair metal thing, but it is a perfect pop metal album. And I think anybody who even entertains this kind of music, it should be in their collection. I don't care what pressing it is or if it's on CD or cassette. You should have it somewhere in your house if you love hard rock. So that all being said, I was super young. No way I could have seen them on that run. Yes, that doesn't count. I had Invalid. Just not on that tour. Now, subsequent (laughs) tours, not really realistic. Anything through the 80s, I probably would not have entertained going to see them with Paul Shertino. Mm-hmm. I don't hate that record. It's just... I don't even know which one that is. Oh. Is that QR3? No. QR3 I really like a lot. That's the third. That's the one right before they fired Kevin. Okay. And then Quiet Riot self-titled is the second Quiet Riot self-titled, but it's Paul Shortino's album in 1988 they did with him. So this has been sometime in the 90s then. So what happened was, yeah. the, the dialogue in Behind the Music is that Manson got it back together for that party, and they're like, hey, we could probably do this. Because they were... Quiet Riot was on tour, but they were on tour with the Terrified lineup, which was a mishmash of a little bit of original and, like, I think Chuck Wright on bass okay. or something. But it, they were pretty much there. They just needed to get Rudy back. So at one point in the late 90s, in all the way up until, like, the early 2000s, maybe even mid-2000s, that lineup was on the road pretty much every summer. Debro, Cavazzo, Sarzo, Benali. And that's an important band to me. Um, anybody that goes out there now and says they're quite right, they're fine. I might go see them. I'm never going to make that point. 
But I had 10 solid years probably to go see this band play at some of my favorite venues of all time, like the late Bronco Bowl. They headlined a Rock Never Stops tour. You know, one of those ones that's like Quiet Riot and Dawkins and three other bands, LA Guns probably, I'm sure. Like early 2000s, late 90s, and they started packaging those up. Slaughter. Like once Poison did that reunion tour in 99, all bets were off and and God bless them. Sure. And the lower level versions that went into the theaters and the bigger clubs. Vince Neil, whatever they can. Vince Neil, if you're old, Cinderella. if you luck out. Yeah. yeah. Cinderella, if you luck out. Yeah. Quite right. I believe headlined one of these in a two, 3,000 seat theater. That's the one I should have gone to for sure. My favorite venue and my first favorite band. It didn't happen. And yeah. I, it was 2000 adult car job means. You can't recall the reason. It just didn't happen. Yeah. The guy had to work that day. Yeah, sure. That's probably what it was. <laughs> and I was, like I said before, I was taking them for granted. I was like, all these bands are back again. They're all out. Right. I'm going to have that shot. Oh, oh, they're going to come back again. They'll be here again. They probably they, came back. Every year they're here. Yeah. I, I it was really saying. like the one thing. Yeah. I, I can almost tell you almost, as a matter of fact, I'm sure I didn't go because of the bill. I think I did that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, either I'd already seen them. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to wait for like a banger package for me personally. Right. I saw Slaughter two years ago. I saw Dokken a year ago. I don't need to go to this. I know you're saying. No, I needed. I medically, metal healthily needed to go see this fucking show. And I did. So that's it. That's always. I hear you. That has probably weighed more on me as much as a clash. For me, as much as a clash of the Titans. Maybe a little less, but it hurts a lot. I get that. So that's really. Because then Kevin DeBro gone. No, you you can't like you right. can't do right. it anymore, right. man. Right. Right. Kevin and Frankie are gone. So even if Carlos and Rudy came back, yeah, they would have a singer that I just would not think is worthy and good enough. Nope. I listen. As much as we we uh, uh, mess on them and everything like that, yeah. the truth of the matter is, like even as a kid, like I didn't even know what the phrase "bang your head" meant. Yeah. And that that don 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 as simple as that is, that's stuck. And that's an original. So I'll give them that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's my favorite song by them. Um, is that because I'm not, I don't go deep on them, but I'm just saying, like in general, like how can you not discount that? I know, you know. So I get that, and I saw them in a fucking uh, parking lot in a back of a diner, like in 2017, with whatever the the James Durbin. There you go. Did that? It was as bad as you would think it would be. Yeah. It was. It, it, I'm sure he I'm tried. Saying, right. I'm sure he tried yeah, his hardest. Whatever. It was, it was fine, but I was like, but it was, and even in that version, I was like, eh, at least I got to see Quiet Riot. You know, sure. one of those, one of those uh, you know, yeah. bands. And now that's even becoming like, well, at least you got to see Frankie play Quiet Riot music. That right. That's where it is now. Right. So, yeah. And I, you, people can say what they want about Kevin. I'm sure he was hard to work with. I'm sure I wouldn't want to be in a room with him, much like me, for at least two hours. In a sure, room. yeah. But I'm good now. Kevin Dubrow, Stephen Piercy, and Vince Neil have irreplaceable voices. They are probably people you would never want to be coworkers with. Right. But those those three voices in that genre mm-hmm. in that era, you can't replace yeah. any of those. They have tried and failed multiple times. It don't work.
after this conversation, I may have to rescind my late checkout policy. <laughs> All right. At the LCBNB. Yeah, there you go. But uh, no, this has been fun, man. I, I liked uh, the, the I like the fact that we just kind of came up with this last night, just from a from my freewheeling conversation, and like mm-hmm. to come up with let's come up with a Rock Strikes Ten theme and everything. I like I'm it. happy to be on the show. Um, do we have some also rans you want to hit real quick or? Um, all of mine are really, I, I have been, I feel like I've been very fortunate in my concert yeah. going life. There's a few I can nitpick at. Like I even talked about, I haven't seen Stuntable Pilots still. Right. And, and I've I, seen them with all three singers. And I would still go see them. Living Color is one I gotta get out. God damn it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's one, that's, that's one too. That, that's an also yeah. ran. Yeah. Um, I did see, well, I saw them, but not, it's very hazy in my memory. I saw them at like a, a fest when I was younger. They were like an extra band, like yeah. actually with my parents, like one of those things that was like a, a fair. Yeah. Yeah. You're there, there was, go ahead. But uh, so I only saw like three or four songs at the end, but sure. I did see them like close with Cult of Personality. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't really call that seeing them because I was like 14 at the time the, or whatever. The reason I said those bands first two yeah. is because they were literally, this ties in great with the theme. Yeah. They were literally in town for me last weekend together but it was at like a street festival like on the you know it's like right. like addison texas it like they closed down multiple blocks and it's just nuts to butts people and i'm like i don't want to see one of these bands for the first time with a bunch of yokels they don't give a shit about no, any of them i get what you're saying and it's it's like that too like like last i think the theme of this whole episode is don't take it for granted. If they're coming, man, just you, just, go. you just gotta go because, yeah. like, 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 I had the the second chance to see Living Color last summer. Um, I was sick. They were on this um, um, Everclear, like, put together this yeah. uh, summer. and the lineup was kind of weird, but it was basically Everclear and Living Color. I was like, Living Color and Everclear, I'll go see that. It wasn't Hoobastank on there. Hoobastank and fucking and yeah, Hoobastank was like after Living Color, so I'm like. Hold on a second. Are you fucking kidding that me? That better be a typo. Like, no, it wasn't. That's how they wanted it. But um, and then they had like Weedus for like the the opening tune. I was like, really? I would rather go see Weedus than Hoobastank. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But anyway, so then I missed them again. But I'll just give you a couple ulcerans. La Guns still. I, I even went to go on a goddamn boat to go see that, and then they canceled on. Oh yeah, on, on their Monsters of Rock cruise this year. Yeah. I finally was going to see the true. I've seen LA Guns, but I've never seen them with Tracy and Phil together. Yeah, and that's the version you need to see. I'm putting this out there, so yeah. I do it. Go ahead. The Sonic Slam tour is coming to town as I get back into town a few days after, or two two weeks after. Yeah, and it's Tom Kiefer, LA Guns, and Faster Pussycat. I am fucking going to that oh, show because I've never seen Tracy and Phil. I've seen those other two, mm-hmm. but I will always go see those other two. Yeah, but I gotta see LA Guns with. Tracy and Phil. That is going to be a great, great show. Yeah. Fast Pussycat, best best band on the boat. Oh, when I went, when I went, I'm yeah, just telling you that that is a triple lineup. And I'll just tell them one other also random we can get rolling is, and I'm not going to throw this out. I didn't throw this out there because we already had Kiss on there. But in 2006, I 100 percent had the had the opportunity to go see that Paul Stanley on his thing in Chicago. He was. We actually had a work event that was downtown. It was over. I could have literally walked across the street and oh. gone to it. They still had tickets. Oh. And I said, man, but I had this one meeting to the next morning and I just, I just pushed out and I just like, like it's an hour drive home. We were downtown Chicago, you, but I could have gone. You got And that fucking, that fucking set list. Incredible. The dark side held you. Like, I mean, just like, I did. Oh, work. Yeah. Fuck that. I mean, that was, that was the last, and that was probably the last great vocal performance of or near the end uh, of, of a full Paul's, tour of, Paul's, of, of Paul's voice and I, everything like that. I so. would agree to that. And have and you I, ever even watched the DVD to this day, or is it? Just, I have not. 
Yeah, that's going to hurt when you watch I, it. I've heard it's a great, the One yeah. Night Live or whatever. Yeah. But I just have never watched and, it. And Almost because I was angry at myself. You could have been back to your house. It might have been filmed there, by the way, because it was like oh. the House of Blues. Yeah. Well, and the whole tour was House of Blues. That's right. Yeah, so maybe it wasn't that and, House of Blues, but. And that's anyway. why I didn't get the chance. Our House of Blues that stands in Dallas currently was under construction that year. We hadn't had one yet. If it had been like the tour happened a year later, they would have gotten been, it. Yeah. So oh. it's all House of Blues that I did not know. Yeah. So anyway. But yeah, like, dude, yeah, you and this this would go perfect in with you know your frame of mind and our kind of humor. Mm-hmm. By the time Paul's show was over, you still would have been back at your hotel on your bed, yeah, because he closed with lift. <laughs> <laughs> All right, which That's, is an inspirational song, I but guess. after okay. you played whatever he, I think he played goodbye before that. He didn't end with goodbye. No, oh, that should be a, that should be a no brainer. Something right like that. Like he had a really good song right before yeah. it. He goes, "All right, I've had a great time. Listen, here's if, you have a song, if, it, if that's the song you have, you you end with goodbye, and if you're Skid Row, you end with get the fuck out. <laughs> so and we say goodbye is only for now, because I'm coming back. I swear somehow.
Do what the man says right there, and with goodbye. That was Paul Stanley. Yes, I'm punching this in. Mr. L.C. Fox has left the room. Actually, I'm doing this weeks later from our conversation because the last few minutes of our conversation, which it was practically over at that point, we were bogging down pretty bad. So it's all good. That part of the audio didn't quite make the trip over via the Dropbox, but it's okay. And also, just true to the nature of the wackiness of when people like us get together, so planned out for 10 songs, we didn't do 10 <laughs> talk-ups at all. I could have done a handful of different double shots to go on top of all those other conversations, but I just like the idea of that little bonus Paul Stanley talk ending with a live version of Goodbye. We started off with a great Paul Stanley track, and we finished with another one. So why the fuck not? So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you enjoyed this episode a little bit more than the average Rock Strikes 10 episode, then you gotta be going over to Cobras and Fire. You can find them everywhere, cobrasandfire.com, all that kind of stuff. I'm in those archives. A lot of fun episodes that we talked about on there. I tell you, just between you and me out there, I only listen to, like, I could count on one hand how many music-related podcasts I listen to, especially the ones that I'm current on. And Cobras and Fire is number one on my list every week. So if that doesn't get you over there, I don't know what will. So do right by those guys. Not only do they put out a really quality and funny show, they're good people on top of that. So once again, I want to thank my Airbnb host and co-host for this week, Mr. L.C. Fox, the loose cannon of Cobras and Fire. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us out there. That was one of the most fun times I've had in a long time, honestly. And to go out to Colorado there with Nola for a few days, it was the most. So, yeah. And we're definitely going back. Once again, had a great time. And thank you, everybody, for tuning into the show. Speaking of my better half, Nola, stay tuned for her. She's got the new and improved plugs. And, of course, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. 
We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Postgame show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.